Hey everybody, welcome to Pops and Hisses, a podcast where we talk to musicians you love, talk about concerts, and answer your burning music questions. As always, I am your host, Kevin Coffey, and in this episode of Pops and Hisses, I am talking to blues singer and guitarist Kenny Wayne Shepard. Kenny's been in the business a real long time, basically since he was a teenager. This was really interesting to pick his brain about a lot of things, especially music industry stuff. Um, We also talk touring and the work he's been putting on a new album, which is called Dirt on My Diamonds. Real quick, before we jump into the talk with Kenny, I want to remind you that you can listen to the Pops and Hisses podcast and find more music news, music photos, rock and roll show reviews, all kinds of good stuff at popsandhisses.com. But right now, let's get to Kenny Wayne Shepard. Let's get into it. Well, thanks so much for taking time for me. I really appreciate it. Um, Just an introduction. I'm Kevin. I have been... uh, writing about music here and I'm in Omaha, Nebraska, and I've been writing about music here for a really long time. I used to be with the newspaper here, but uh, music writers, full-time music writers for newspapers are not so much of a thing as they used to be. <laughs> I know, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So I've kind of continued on doing my own thing since I left the paper, but um, I think we've, I know you've done a billion. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were saying, yeah, I thought you were saying that, that you, that in Nebraska, they still actually do have a full-time music writer unfortunately no but i'm still here at it <laughs> right on so uh still doing a lot of these interviews and stuff and uh have a podcast and a website we're probably the the one of the major sources covering music around here so uh you're coming to omaha late next month so excited to have you back in town absolutely so yeah thanks for taking time to talk to me um one of the first things I wanted to ask you about was, uh, and cause one of these, cause I have little kids, I have three little boys and you've been playing guitar since you were a little kid, obviously. And you've also excelled at it. And I'm sure you get this question a lot, but what do you, what do you tell people when they say, what do I tell my kids about playing guitar? I mean, I know you picked up your first guitar as a really little kid, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was playing, you know, <clears throat> smoke on the water and Mary had a little lamb and things like that, <laughs> probably at the age of four or five years old. But I got my first electric guitar. That, that, that was on these little toy plastic acoustic guitars, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I got my first real electric guitar when I was seven years old. And, you know, that's when I really started putting in hours and hours every day. But I just did it because I loved it, you know, and I'm actually going through this this thing right now myself you know because i have six kids and right, uh, they're all very musical they're all very musical people um but you know and i'm waiting to see if, if my approach is the right one or not i mean who knows but that you can tell that music is a big part of who they are i mean i've seen them pick up instruments here and there and it and it comes very naturally to them so it's in their blood um but i'm not like i'm not pushing it on any of them i'm not you know, making them sit down and play music or, you know, really trying to push them in one direction or the other. I'm just kind of allowing them to, to figure it out for themselves, you know, which is what, how that was what happened with me. Like nobody made me play guitar. I was drawn to the instrument. Uh, I really got a lot of joy and satisfaction as a kid, just sitting down, making noise on a guitar. And, uh, and that is what, you know, propelled me forwards. And, um, and I just put in the work because I enjoyed it and I wanted to. Right. So, right. Um, so I'm kind of taking a bit of a hands-off approach with my own kids. It's like, we have instruments everywhere. Like I'm out on the road on tour right now. They're out here with me, you know, so That's awesome. they're That's being so exposed They're Yeah. They're exposed to the music. They see the shows they're behind the scenes. I mean, 
you know, they, they see it all and they experience it all, but none of them have chosen to, to really pick up an instrument to the, to the degree that I did when I was really young. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I've been, t- I've had a similar approach with my kids as trying to expose them to as much as I can. So listen to all kinds of music, bring them to shows when I can. We have, uh, my wife plays piano and ukulele and guitar. She plays a lot of different things. And so we've got instruments all over the house. And so they've started, my oldest especially has started by kind of like banging on a piano, but able to start to, you know, get a rhythm out or get a little bit of a melody out and just kind of start there. And it's like, I'm not trying to stand over their shoulder and be like, all right, now you need to do this. Be like, let you figure it out. Like you'll come to it naturally. Exactly. For sure. So, um, that's really fun. I, I also wondered, you know, you've, you've got to have an interesting perspective on the music industry. And I know you have just because you've been in it for so long, <laughs> been in it and gotten to see all these changes. And I just wondered like, where, where do you see things that are, how things are now, even compared to five years ago, is kind of crazy with a lot of streaming album sales have changed. Like it's just a wild thing. I was talking to somebody actually earlier today about how touring has become just such a bigger, more important thing for them. And I wondered what that was like for you. Yeah, I mean, touring for even for an artist such as myself um, has always been the primary source of income. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, we've sold millions of records, right? Don't get me wrong. Um, and you know, I wrote the majority of the songs that I've ever, ever recorded on on my records, right? So there's publishing and all that stuff too. But but really, it's like you know, the bread and butter kind of always has been. Um, unless you're a massive pop star, like some of those people that they get to the point where, you know, there's some of these pop stars nowadays that don't even ever tour. It's like, they just put out records and, you know, or singles or whatever, and they just live Mm -hmm. off of the money. Live touring acts, you know? Um, But for us, it's always been about touring, but much more so obviously because record sales aren't what they once were. What's great about me and my experience is that, you know, I've really gotten to be, I got to experience, um, what, what I, what I, uh, believe to be the end of the real golden age of, of the record industry. Right. You know, like the, all the back in the day stories, you know, those kinds of things that you hear, you know, about life and the world of rock and roll. It's like, I came in right on the very end of that. So, you know, I was able to get on rock radio and, and we had singles, many, many singles, that went to the top 10, many that were in the top five, some that hit number one, you know, one that hit number one, so many weeks at one point, it set a record, um, <laughs> sold millions of records. I got gold and platinum albums hanging on my walls. You know, I just don't know that, I don't know that that stuff is obtainable for an artist in my particular genre nowadays, but the measure of success has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you used to be like, what's your opening week? worth of sales, what's your chart position on your single. Um, you know, now it's like, you know, how many streams do you have and how many social media followers or, you know, do you have, I mean, for me, the barometer ultimately has always been how many people are showing up to see the, the concert, you know? Right. And, uh, in that regard, we're doing better than ever. I mean, we've been on a roll for the past two years, just like more sellout concerts than not. And the ones that aren't sold out are really close to it. And, uh, and so we've been doing really great and we built a fan base, you know, cause we've been doing this almost 30 years. And the first two albums really helped us build that foundation of this fan base that's been with us for three decades now. 
and they've grown along with us and been there for every step of the, of the journey. And thankfully they continue to support us. But the, but the cool thing is, is each night, well, not on some nights I'll go up on stage and I'll, in the middle of the show, I'll just take a survey. And I'm like, how many of you guys have seen us before? And people will raise their hands or they'll cheer. And I say, how many of you have seen us multiple times, right? And those people will cheer. And then I say, well, how many of you are seeing us for the first time ever? And then I would say consistently, it like two, I would say close to half the audience is saying that they've seen us for the first time. So that uh, says to me that we're still reaching new people mm-hmm. 30 years into, into this journey, which is incredible for me. And that's the goal because that's what fuels growth. And that what is what continues to allow us to, to reach new, you know, accomplish new goals and, yeah. and turn people on to this kind of music. Absolutely. And that sounds like just the right mix to me. <laughs> A good amount of people have seen you before seen you several times and, you know, still a lot of new people bringing them into the fold, which is, which is great. Um, yeah, you were talking about, you know, what the measure is. And I remember, I remember talking to an artist, this was probably even 10 years ago now, and they had a number one album and I was like, congrats on the number one album. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't even matter anymore. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, when we had a number, our first number one album, that was a huge deal. He's like, uh, we released the same week as two other records did. And yeah, we were more popular. We got number one album. Wasn't that big of a deal? It's just like right. changed so much. It's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I kind of on that note too, you know, you being in the music industry for 30 years uh, and because you started so long, you, you've been able to accomplish so much stuff, but you've still got, you know, a long, <laughs> a long, long road ahead of you. I just was looking at some of the artists you've played with, toured with. You played some pretty cool festivals and stuff this year. I mean, is there anything else you're looking to do? You've already got quite a bit of things on the on the list checked off, I feel like. Yeah. So, you know, what are those things that are still out there for you that, you know, you're looking to accomplish? Yeah. Um, you know, nowadays it's about <clears throat> uh, certain markets that I'm targeting, <clears throat> you know, and building certain markets up that that we hadn't built previously in the past like europe uh different countries over there um and we're doing that we started that few several years ago and we're watching that continue to grow and so we have uh, a series of venues that are that are our goals to get to like royal albert hall and oh yeah right on stuff like that right and so and we're and we're working you know we're taking the steps and we're seeing the progress and we're seeing the results of the effort that's been put into that here in the States. It's the same thing as uh, just trying to play different venues that I want to play. And, um, and also like, you know, one of my biggest goals was to start this blues festival, um, yeah, which we started. Yeah. We started it two years ago and that's something that's been rolling around in the back of my head for a long time. And, and I made a couple of, uh, you know, I've brought it up many times over the years and I guess things just happen when they're supposed to happen, but we finally got the right team together and the right group of people and we made it happen. And so, you know, this has been a long time coming for me. And I think it's something that the blues community needs is a touring blues festival featuring, you know, the hottest talent that's out there today. And so, you know, we've started that and created that with the Backroads Blues Festival <clears throat> so that, you know, that's an accomplishment and that's something where we still have goals that we're uh, seeking to uh, accomplish with that in as far as growth goes and, and longevity for the brand and stuff. So, and then, you know, making records. I mean, we'll put a new record out this November 
We already have another album ready to go that's going to follow that one up. I have a third album uh, that we're doing the finishing touches on that'll be ready to go when that <laughs> the other one. You know, so it's like, but also trying to make music where I'm not repeating myself, you know. I mean, constantly trying to uh, to explore new new ground with lyrics and production and arrangements and music and, and to I don't want people to ever feel like when they hear Kenny Wayne Shepherds putting out a new record that they already know what it's going to sound like before they've heard it. Right. Yeah. Same thing again. <laughs> right. I don't think anybody's ever gotten that with you before. So you got a good tracker. Yeah. I was going to ask about the festival, which is just a really cool thing because I love, I love music festivals in general. Blues festivals are great. Just hearing a lot of, uh, you know, a wide variety of artists and that's gotta be, a, you know, I know that was something you, Growing up, you went and saw those sorts of blues festivals. It's got to be really satisfying to, you know, uh, be able to have your own. Yeah, well, it's, yeah, I have some incredible memories, both from being a uh, a fan and a spectator, right, in the audience, um, and being a part of the of the build. You know, I've been on both sides of that situation and uh, have incredible memories from both. You know, and um, some of my fondest concert memories are from going to those festivals and then also playing them. And so, you know, I just felt like we need something like that right now. And uh, and there and there's a valid business plan for it, you know, and and I think it's something the biggest challenge, though, is like obviously scheduling for people. Right. And so we've taken two different approaches and I don't know if we're going to just ever completely settle on one or the other. But the first year we had a package. And it was Buddy Guy, Kenny Wayne Shepherd Band, and Chris Stone, Kingfish Ingram. The this year we've done the the package is not the same everywhere. It, it's market specific. So we did a couple of shows with me and uh, Joe Bonamoss. Mm -hmm. Got a couple of shows with uh, me and Eric Gales and King Solomon Hicks. Uh, that we're doing one later this week with me, Eric Gales, and Ali. Morning schedules as well. You know that could be a challenge. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I love that kind of touring, that touring festival model. It's just, it's fun for, as a fan, but as, like I said, as a spectator to see that and be able to visit that when you're able. Yeah, I think you're cutting out. I don't know how well you can hear me. Oh yeah, we dropped entirely. That's okay. Let's see if it comes back. How does this seem like the signal dropped? Oh, it's good. I'm so sorry, man. Yeah, uh, thanks for popping back on. I um, just had like one more question. Yeah. No, no. Um, of a of a mountain in Saratoga, California, at this winery in the so. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah, you're good. Um, well, you mentioned having new music that's coming up. That's really exciting. You sounds really prolific. But uh, I love that you went back and revisited Trouble Is and did that as a 25th anniversary thing. And I wondered, that's got to be kind of wild to go back and revisit that stuff that's been living with you for 25 years and has taken new shape. You know, as you've perform those songs and done more with it. So what was it like to kind of go back and look at that again and revisit it? Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a pretty nostalgic trip down memory lane, you know, Yeah, going back. I mean, we had almost the same exact team of people in the studio from Jerry Harrison, the producer, to the musicians, you know, minus Tommy Shannon on bass because he's retired and then James mm -hmm. Cotton on harmonica who passed away several years ago. But yeah. everybody else, you know, was there for the original recording. So we were all kind of re-experiencing this 
together. And, you know, the general consensus was amongst all of us is that it was a great record then. It's still a great record now. The songs still hold up. It was a lot of fun. And we had a lot of great memories. And we've created a lot of great memories as a result of making that record, you know. Yeah, I bet. I imagine it was a little bit like time travel. <laughs> Go back and remember all that stuff again. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the more we were in there, the more memories would, you know, come up. Because um, I'm not the best when it comes to that. I have very specific event memories, but like, you know, something has to kind of jar my brain a little bit and then things start to come up, you know. And so we had a lot of, there was a lot of like looking back and laughter and, you know, yeah. just recounting experiences and wild things that were going on but it was a lot of fun man and i had no idea you know i was 18 18 19 years old at the time and, right and uh you know that's the only thing it's like you know they go well, is there anything you would tell your your younger self looking back and it's like you know the only thing i would really say to my younger self is is i would give the typical old man advice and it's <laughs> and that kind of advice is is like you know a young person can, they can hear it, but they don't really understand it. It's the only thing, it, it just comes with age and experience, but, you know, just like I knew what we were doing and I knew how awesome the opportunity was. And I knew, you know, how cool everything was and, and all of that. But, at, but at the same time, like I was so young and naive, it was like, that was just, it just seemed like this is just normal. You know, this is what's happening right now, so it must be normal. But, you know, as I look back now at, at 45, 46 years old, and I look back on my life, I'm like, this. there's nothing wrong about it. Like, it is completely abnormal and exceptional. It's like, you know, hitting the lottery years old. It's like the odds of hitting the lottery are probably about close to them as, as having the kind of success I had as a teenager. And, uh, and unique experience and so but oh you try telling an 18 or 19 year old kid to just be in the moment you know just really be in the moment and appreciate the moment for what it is right now because you only have that moment right now but you know they're like uh-huh yeah okay old man whatever you know <laughs> yeah uh 18 year old me would have rolled my eyes really hard at at uh you know 40 year old me <laughs> right right exactly whatever old guy well, uh, thank you again exactly. so much time for taking the time to talk to me. I'm sorry we had the signal issues, but I appreciate you popping back on. Uh, you'll be uh, yeah. to a brand new theater in here called the Astro Theater. It's a really cool place that's opening up. You'll be one of the first few shows, which I know can be a little nerve wracking, but uh, it's a great venue run by some longtime uh, music promoters and bookers around here. So they know their stuff. The sound systems kick ass. <laughs> so you guys, will sound it's going to be fun. All right. Great. Awesome. Well, hey, man, I think I appreciate you uh, doing doing a piece on it. And thanks for the support. Yeah, absolutely. So thanks for the time, man. Have a good one. All right, you too. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to my talk with Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Head to KennyWayneShepherd.net to check out tour dates. He is on the road right now uh, through the end of the year. His band also have already announced spring tour dates for next year. Uh surrounding their new album and definitely be sure to check out that new album dirt on my diamonds when it's released november 17th i'm your host kevin coffee thanks so much for listening to pops and hisses follow me for more check me out on twitter and instagram as omaha music guy or on tiktok as the kevin coffee always having lots of fun on social media say hi ask a question jump into the conversation thank you once again 
Thank you so much to Herdat Media for producing the show, hosting the show. So appreciative of Herdat. Find tons more of our podcasts, such good stuff at herdatmedia.com slash network, H-U-R-R-D-A-T media.com. Thanks for listening. See you all next time. A Herdat Media Production.